Hare Krishna. So I'm starting again now. There seemed to be a technical hitch. So please let me know if there is any problem with the sound or anything. Then Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Nichananda Jai Agaita Chandra So we are, I am terrible at these things. You know, I didn't plug in the, the microphone properly. Uh, what to do? Jai Pandit in Navadvip on the bank of the Ganga. It is said that the local pundits in, uh, in Navadvip wanted, uh, had chosen Nima to meet with this Digvijay. Because they had heard the Dikvijay is coming to Navadvip and they were quite concerned. Concerned that uh, they would be defeated and their reputation as, as a place of learning would be greatly diminished. So they came up with a plan. And the plan was let Nimai, let Nimai face him. Because Nimai is very learned. He's very young. So if he gets defeated by that uh, by the pundit, then we can just say, oh yes, it is just he just defeated a boy from Navadvip. Right? But if he wins, then we can say a boy from Navadvip defeated the the great Digvijay pundit. So it was good uh, diplomacy. Anyway, the uh, but before the formal meeting, there was already an informal meeting on the bank of the Ganga, where they met. And uh, so the Dikvijay Pandit said, "Oh, you are Nimai Pandit." And then Nimai said, "Yes, yes." And. Uh, uh, student of, of grammar and you know and that he was teaching some grammar but that he could couldn't compare to a great personality like uh, Keshav Kashmiri Pandit who was expert at all the rules of poetry of Sanskrit poetry and so on so then the Pandit felt a little bit uh, pleased with this uh, praise and then Nimai asked him if the pundit could please uh, recite some verses in glorification of the Ganga. Then within one moment, the pundit just, uh, just very loudly uh, recited a hundred verses in glorification of the Ganga. And everyone was amazed. Oh, everyone was just amazed. After he was finished, Nimai congratulated him and said, it's wonderful, so many who could speak, I mean, who could compose such wonderful verses full of, of level. Wonderful. And he said, could I ask a question? Yes, yes, yes. Then could you also, my recited the 64th verse. And the pundit was amazed. I mean, how could you, you recite that verse? I, I just, just, I just, spoke them so quickly and then and, and how could you just 
memorize a Nimaiset Sam by the grace of the Lord are empowered to speak great poetry and some by the grace of the Lord are graced with great memory and can remember anything they hear only once. So Ananimai pointed out various folds. One of those folds was Bhavani Bharti, uh, the husband of the wife of Lord Shiva. So let me say the husband of the wife of Lord Shiva, uh, we're speaking double. It is already clear um, that Lord Shiva is the husband by saying the wife. So in that way, he had said it twice. And um, Nimai pointed out this mistake and pointed out some other mistakes. And the, the pundit was just amazed. How was it possible that there were such mistakes and that Nimai was able to, to point them out and he had just nothing to say? Now the pundit was a devotee of Saraswati. And Saraswati, he was faithfully worshipping Saraswati and it was by the grace of Saraswati that Saraswati was resting upon his tongue. And therefore, he was always able to speak from a perspective of great learning. But now Saraswati had abandoned him and he had no answer. So that night he meditated on Saraswati and Saraswati he worshipped her and he meditated and then Saraswati appeared later in his dream. And Saraswati in his dream clarified that Nimai was actually the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, and that in front of him she had no power at all. And that the Pandit, that the chanting of all his mantras had actually not brought him the fruit of great learning, but it actually brought him the fruit of having the darshan of the Supreme Lord directly, and that he should simply surrender to the feet of the Lord. So in this way, we are, uh, are studying this particular pastime. Um, there are some nice elements to it. One is where in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, there is a verse which says that when a tree is laden with many, many fruits, then naturally its branches bow down. So when a man has many good qualities, then naturally, uh, naturally, he will be, uh, will be humble. So this is, is very, very nice. Um, some discussion is there on this case of a Kashmiri Pandit among scholars. And the discussion is, is that Keshava Kashmiri is a, um, is, a, is a representative of the Nimbarka Sampradaya. And that uh, the Nimbarka Sampradaya, Keshava Acharya, is a very uh, prominent Acharya. And uh, that in this way, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami would have uh, would have shown that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeated the uh, Nimbarka Sampradaya. We see a meeting 
later in uh, in South India when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is after taking sannyasas traveling to South India, then he meets the tattvavadis or the followers of uh, Madhva Acharya, and he has a discussion there. And in that discussion, he asks the Madhva Acharya, "What is the ultimate duty?" Uh, in life, according to all the revealed scriptures. And Madhvaracharya says, the ultimate duty is to perfectly perform the duties of Vainashram. And uh, and we uh, can, uh, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, 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 is saying, yes, no, you are just, uh, you don't want to tell me, you don't want to instruct me because I'm a sannyasi. Uh, everyone knows that actually the uh, real ultimate instruction of the, scripture, of the scripture is to hear and chant about the glories of the Lord. Sravanam Kirtanam. So the Tattvavadi Acharya replies, Yes, yes, that is that is correct. Actually, what you are saying, he said. But what can I do? It is the uh, it is the line of our sampradaya, which emphasizes this uh, point of of Varna ashram being the primary duty. Man, so I cannot really present anything else. Then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Varna Ashram is, is fruitive. It is on, on the material plane. Uh, it is about uh, situating oneself in the material uh, world and trying to come to a better position, a position of material improvement by gradually rising above the lower modes of material nature and becoming firmly fixed in the mode of goodness. Uh, therefore, I don't see much merit in your sampradaya. Um, so it says in this way, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dismissed this tattvavadi uh, sampradaya. Then later, uh, we see there's also a meeting in Sri Rangam, the headquarters of the Sri Sampadaya, of the Ramanuja Sampadaya. There is a meeting with uh, Venkatabhata, and Venkatabhata, who is a principal personality in Sri Rangam, and uh, there it is discussed. One day, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who stays there for four months, because of rainy season, and he meets regularly with Venkatabhata. And one day he asks the question. Um, he says, how come, how come that Lakshmi could uh, not enter the, the Rasa dance of Krishna, although she performed so many austerities um, at, uh, to attain? And how come that Lakshmi try to enter the Rasa dance, uh, isn't Lakshmi uh, 
known to be completely chaste and dedicated to the uh, lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. So why did she perform such austerities to attain uh, Lord Krishna? So Venkatabhata is saying, oh, uh, there is no difference between uh, Lord Narayan and, uh, and Lord Krishna. They are the same, so there's no fault on Lakshmi's part. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, yes, but how is it then that when she tried and performed all these austerities, and when she tried to enter into the, uh, uh, into the uh, pastimes of Lord Krishna, that there is no, uh, yeah, that she couldn't, that she couldn't enter. Why is that? Hmm. Then Venkatabhata said, this is inconceivable. Um, inconceivable. But Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu explained that because of Lakshmi being, um, being aware and worshipping the Lord in, in reverence, aware of all his opulences, that therefore she was not able to enter the pastimes of Krishna where the residents of Vrindavan are worshipping Krishna and forget, forget that he's the Supreme Lord, but simply see Krishna as the most important personality in their life and are worshipping him with great love and devotion. So again, in this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu supposedly uh, established his uh, superior position. Uh, so, it is sometimes taken that in this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, defeated the uh, three Sampadayas right? um, by commentators. Yes. We don't see that Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami ever addresses this point. Um, Krishna Das never uh, claims that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu defeated the uh, the principal acharyas of the uh, three sampradayas he doesn't uh, he doesn't touch upon it in his purpose doesn't make a direct reference to it but okay indirectly it could be uh, inferred um, then um, what about all this um, so when we're dealing with Keshava Bhatta, Keshava Kashmiri, is he indeed the, uh, the principal personality of the, uh, of the Sampradaya? So it is said that the, uh, that the book that was written by uh, Keshava Bhatta, Keshava Kashmiri, is known as the Krama Sandarbha. Uh, so, uh, now some discussion is there and said, uh, the Krama Deepika is a key to Gaudiya Vaishnav history that is yet to be explored. Though Keshava Kashmir's dates are in need of further investigation, Malaviya, 
places him at the beginning of the 14th century, which I suspect may be a little earlier. This is spoken uh, on the Gaudia discussions, and it's a post by Jagat Anand, uh, one of our, one former ISKCON uh, disciple of Srila Prabhupada. And nowadays, a scholar also known as Jan Wyszynski. Um, the Chaitanya Charitamrita discusses the visit of a Keshava Kashmiri in Navadvip, the famous Dikvijay, humiliated by Nimai Pandit in debate. Some commentators identify this personality with the author of Krama Deepika, uh, while others recognize the impossibility of such identification. It is possible that Krishna Kaviraj was trying to add prestige to his own sect by adding this important Acharya of the Nimbarka line to Chaitanya's contest, but we may never know for sure. Okay, you know, this is like from a scholarly protect, uh, perspective. Um, we would not, uh, as, as devotees, like to look at Krishna's Kaviraj in this way. Uh, we want to accept the full integrity of Krishna's Kaviraj. And we see that Krishna's Kaviraj. Uh, so whatever Krishna has recorded, we accept the historicity of it. We accept that it is completely, uh, uh, completely factual, according to the best of his ability, according to the information that he had. Um, Then here, uh, Jagat continues, the Kramadipika is certainly earlier than Sanatan Goswami, who uses several portions of it, including an extensive meditation on Krishna in his Hari Bhakti Vilas. The importance given to the Gopal Mantra of 18 syllables is based to a great extent on the Kramadipika version. The section on Diksha is specifically said to follow Kramadipika. In view of this, it appears that there is an unacknowledged debt in the Gaudiya Vaishnav line to the Nimbarka Sampradaya, at least in matters of mantra and ritual, which needs to be clarified. To this we must ask, in what tradition prior to the Gaudiya uh, were other Pancharatra texts like the Samohan Tantra, Gautamiya Tantra, Narada Pancharatra, etc. being used, as well as other relevant texts in the same vein, such as Gopal Tapani Upanishads. Since there is a deep connection between mantra initiation to civic success in these questions, maybe of special historical significance, Gaudiya um, Granthamantya. Then I'm reading from the Chaitanya uh, Bhagavat uh, from Vrindavan Dastakur in response to this. And it says here that Swar Saraswati Devi appeared in a dream before Dikvijay Pandit, who had chanted her mantras and said, if you disclose to anyone the most confidential topics that I'm telling you regarding the covered incarnation of the Lord, then your death is certain. It is said that since Keshava Bhatta, the spiritual master of Gangalya Bhatta, revealed the information about Sriman Mahaprabhu that was given to him in a dream by Saraswati, 
he met with a, a premature death. Therefore, Gangalya Bhatta again initiated a Brahmana from Kashmir and gave him the name Keshava. From this popular hearsay, it is clearly understood that the Dikvijay Pandit referred to here is not Keshava Kashmiri, rather he is a Pandit named Keshava Bhatta. Hmm. So we see that this is Srila Bhakti Siddhanta's commentary on the Chaitanya Bhagavat. Uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat Adikanda 1328-229. So Srila Bhakti Siddhanta is, uh, is commenting that um, this Dikvijay Pandit is not the Keshava Bhatta. Um, and... Uh, One who rejects the worship of Krishna cannot properly explain the purpose of Vedanta philosophy, one of the six branches of philosophy. Being initiated into all these instructions, the compiler of Krama Deepika instructed his disciples, headed by Gangalya Bhatta, about the process of worshipping Radha Later on, Keshava and other scholars of Kashmir left the subordination of Srimad Mahaprabhu and took to another path. Turning away from the mercy of Srimad Mahaprabhu, Keshava Kashmiri, and other so-called followers of the Srinimbarka Sampadaya, as well as so-called scholars of the Sri Vallabha Sampadaya, rejected the most beneficial and pure lotus feet of Srimad Mahaprabhu, the worship of the Lord of the compiler of Kramadipika, and took to another path. Both Sri Sanatana Kupami Swami and Srila Gopabhata Goswami understood Kesavacharya, the compiler of Kramadipika, as a recipient of Srimad Mahaprabhu's mercy, and therefore they collected ingredients from his book in their compilation of Gaudiya Vaishnava Smriti. Later on, the followers of Kesava Kashmiri gave up the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu and attempted to establish their own independent Sampadaya. 1377. So here's a, another, uh, that's also Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. So that looks a little different. Um, that looks like uh, it was Kesava Kashmiri who received the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then later it it uh, it changed um, so here we're seeing that the um, well that the Krama Sandarbha has been uh, written by Keshava Kashmiri and is a famous uh, publication in the Nimbarga Sampradaya mm, and that uh, we also see the acknowledgement that it is uh, used by Sanatan Goswami and Gopabhata Goswami in the Hari Bhakti Vilas. Uh, so we do see due recognition from the Gaudiya Sampradaya in this regard. Um, but okay, the question about dates remain uh, questionable. Um, so uh, some obscurity remains because uh, historians put the case of Kashmiri from the Nimbarka Sampradaya at an earlier date. So what do we do with all of this? Um, uh, 
it's clear that therefore we will not uh, present strongly that and publicly that uh, case of a Kashmiri case of Acharya, the writer of the Krama Deepika was defeated by Nimai Pandit and that the Krama Deepika was inspired by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, I think that this is not something we can uh, publicly uh, present since Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami didn't uh, make a point of it. I don't think we should cast some doubt on on uh, on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, but privately we can we can know that there are these uh, references in the Chaitanya Bhagavat commentary of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Uh, uh, in that way, I think we can uh, we can carry on because it is not required. Uh, it is not required to, in this way, establish the superiority of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu over the uh, various sampradayas. It is uh, it is quite clear that the uh, the Gaudiya sampradaya is uh, is unique in its. Uh, in its understanding of uh, parakiras, in its understanding of uh, the uh, mood of separation as a as a paramour, where Krishna cannot be uh, taken for granted. One uh, in swakya, in the marriage relationship, in marriage the relationship. Uh, there's always a claim. There's always some right. You marry, then there's the ring on the finger, and now you are obliged. In a paramour, paramour relationship, parakya, there is no such obligation. The uh, the lover has to conquer the beloved again and again, and there's no guarantee. Right, of the commitment of the beloved to continue the relationship. So this is the nature of the relationship with the Supreme Lord, this parakiras, that one has to always conquer the Lord again and again. And never can one think, now I've conquered him, now he is simply... Uh, is simply under my control, and that's it. Of course, devotees do come to that point. It said, in a first state of surrender, one comes to a stage where one say, Krishna, I am yours. But in a more advanced state, one comes to the state of mamata, of saying, Krishna, you are mine. You are mine. Oh. But uh, we see that then in the Rasa dance, uh, when the gopis felt like that, that Krishna just disappeared. Uh, 
And again, and although they had feelings, Krishna, you are mine, that even Srimata Radharani could not keep Krishna. Then Krishna disappeared. But the you are mine also carried weight because Mamata was also there because when Krishna was hiding, he was, the gopis were following the footsteps of Krishna and then finally, uh, finally, when they came to a point that they saw Lord Narayan, Krishna was hiding in the forearm form of Lord Narayan. And they just, then, they just uh, um, stood before Lord Narayan and, and prayed, Oh, my dear Lord Narayan, please, dear Supreme Personality of God, please accept our humble obeisances. Have you seen Krishna? And then, uh, then, the Lord could not maintain, uh, he could not maintain that, uh, that position. He could not, he again revealed his original form of, uh, of Krishna. So, Mamata is true. Uh, Krishna does become controlled by his devotees to a point that Krishna becomes the property of his devotees. Uh, and then there's nothing Nothing that Krishna can can do uh, to to escape. In that way, Krishna is just the uh, yeah. Mm. Krishna is just controlled. I was just I cannot go back huh? no anyway it's the famous uh, portion in the Govinda Lilam Rita uh, which we can also quote uh, later uh, the uh, that portion is describing where is Krishna? Um, oh, he's on on the bank of the Yamuna, um, and oh, what is he doing there? He's learning how to dance. Oh, who is his teacher? It is Srimata Radharani, in whose image, uh, in whose image, he's following each of her movements, and in this way. Learning how to dance. So Mamata is actually happening. Anyway, this Parakya Ras is such a thing. Uh, in Parakya Ras, we always have to conquer Krishna again and again in devotional service. And that is, is the central theme in Lord Chaitanya's movement. Now, this may sound very exalted when we speak about Krishna and the gopis and so on, and we may wonder, 
what relevance does all this have for us who are just in beginning stages of sadhana bhakti? But it does because the same principle applies. Although we cannot approach the gopis and the love of the gopis, we follow in their footsteps. So they are our spiritual masters. And in that way, we hear about these pastimes because the gopis are our gurus. And like that, we are uh, following that same mood of realizing that we always have to conquer Krishna. Um, and so, uh, one has to renew his effort. Um, spiritual life should, should not just come down to the level of routine. Of course, that routine in itself is transcendental and auspicious. But yet, if we can go beyond and come to the level of actually uh, worshipping Krishna with great eagerness, it is that eagerness that purchases Krishna. Tatra lulyam apimulyam ekalam. It is eagerness. Eagerness that purchases Krishna. Mukti dadati bhakti na I'll give you liberation. But bhakti, mm -mm -mm, I'm not giving you, I'm hiding from you. Uh, yes. Oh Krishna, what you have behind your back. Uh, it's... Nothing, nothing. No, you have something. What you have there? Oh, that, oh, that. That, that bhakti. Yes, yes, yes. I want that. I want that bhakti. Oh, Krishna, please give me that bhakti, which is so rarely attained. Um, not just externally, not just like by letting me engage in the process of devotional service but please let all let it manifest in my heart and let me not only engage in devotional service but let me engage in devotional service out of love that is our prayer so in this way uh, meditating on this quality of parakya uh, makes sense is uh, is important uh, yeah um the of a kashmiri pandit uh, one thing is very sure that although he was defeated by sri chaitanya Mahaprabhu by, by nimai and saraswati had instructed of a kashmiri to surrender to nimai that uh, he did not maintain that, right? and that over time, uh, apparently, either the, the pundit himself or his followers drifted away from the uh, directions and conclusions about pure devotional service of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in, that, in this way, the injection of... Uh, of pure devotional service, pure and unalloyed devotional service, as taught by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into the uh, Nimbarga Sampradaya, uh, 
did not last. So whether we're dealing with Keshe of Kashmiri, the uh, great Acharya of the Nimbarka Sampadaya, or whether we're dealing with one of his followers at a later stage, still the connection between the uh, Keshe of Kashmiri uh, Pandit and and the one mentioned in Chaitanya Charitam and, and the Nimbarka Sampadaya seems to be there. Yes. And uh, at least an indication thereof. The Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is in this way um, establishing the conclusions of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu externally. Uh, it establishes the superiority of the conclusions of the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, not in a, uh, yes, sometimes in a mood of debate, not always in a mood of debate, but in a mood of, of clarification. The Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is in this way establishing uh, Siddhanta, is establishing Tattva, is establishing uh, how and that the teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are indeed the topmost by placing them in dialogue with uh, scholars of other traditions. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu meant uh, various Acharyas from Madhva Sampradaya, from the Sri Sampradaya. He met with uh, Buddhists, yes. And it is mentioned by Krishna Daskaviras that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on his tour through South India entered into dialogue with so many, uh, so many personalities. Uh, many connections are established with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We see that also Tukaram, who is uh, in his Abhyangas uh, glorifying um, Lord Vitalnat in full of bhakti and uh, we see that there also is a claim of a connection with, uh, with the Gaudias and that Tukaram was that his songs of glorification uh, were inspired by his meeting with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who was uh, teaching Kirtanya Sadahari to always glorify the Supreme Lord. Now when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu traveled through uh, South India, then his, uh, at that time, there was no, uh, no established uh, tradition. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came as a sannyasi in the uh, in the line of Sankaracharya, and yet he was not teaching the philosophy of Sankaracharya. He was teaching the philosophy of Bhakti, the Vaishnav uh, Siddhanta. 
he was not representing any Vaishnava Sampradaya. He was not uh, have carrying, or he had no, not any, any books. He was just, he was quoting from scripture, but from general scripture, as uh, so many others uh, were quoting from the same scriptures. He was quoting from Srimad Bhagavatam, and many had quoted from the Bhagavad Purana. He was quoting from Vishnu Purana. He was quoting from the Gita. These were not scriptures that particularly were uh, were representing uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings exclusively. Uh, so that was uh, confusing. There was no, there were no real books to support, to, to explain his teachings. The meetings were in South India, were, we don't know to what, ex how elaborate they were. Titania uh, Mahaprabhu was often showing his great ecstasy. Oftentimes, people were impressed by his incredible expression of love of God. Then behind it followed some philosophical explanation. And to what extent people who were touched by it captured everything, that is hard to say. So in this way, it, it would very well be possible that uh, Tukaram did connect with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and did take their uh, reinforcement, at least, in his inspiration to constantly uh, glorify the Supreme Lord. Uh, but it also doesn't need to be that a, uh, is that Tukaram is then exactly like a Gaudiya follower. Um, so in this way, the influence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which had there were there were no temples, there were no books, there were no initiations, nothing had a formal form. Uh, Later in Vrindavan, we see how this became more established. Uh, and uh, uh, scholar Joseph O'Connell uh, dealt with it, with this, and wrote an article about the institutionalization of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. Uh, that when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sent the six Goswamis to Vrindavan, as we discussed yesterday, through Sanatan, through you, I want to attain many things in Vrindavan. And we see that they were, they came there, Nanasya vichara naikanipano saddharma samstapako, to scrutinizingly study many scriptures. And on the basis of these scriptures, established the teachings that they heard from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, so uh, they provided a scriptural foundation uh, in their writings for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. And with that, they, they particularly provided the books that represented Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. Uh, we're seeing also that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
well, that, no, first let me stay with the six Goswamis. Then the six Goswamis also were uh, establishing the uh, temples, right? places of worship, and they excavated holy places in the Dham. So in this way, there was a place of pilgrimage, there was a home in that place of pilgrimage, there were temples where one could go, and in these temples, they were teaching the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu based on the writings of the six Goswamis. So, and on the biographies of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami was such a representative of the six Goswamis. It is said that later the books of the six Goswamis were sent to Bengal and so that they could be shared with all the devotees uh, at the first Gorponin festival in Keturi. Uh, this is many years later when uh, after the disappearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It said Janava Mata was still alive and she was brought to Vrindavan to meet with Rupa Goswami and to personally hear the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu from him so that she could also testify. She was there in Ketri presiding over the function as the senior most. And at the same time, she was also certifying the authenticity of the books of the Goswamis. So in Ketri, the same thing happened in, that happened first in Vrindavan. In Ketri, all the devotees, they got the books of the Goswamis, Naratam and Srinivas installed deities. So there were deities. And in this way, uh, and there was amazing kirtan and so on. And in this way, they created also uh, a hub. They were annually then uh, observing the Gorponim festival. And so Ketri became a place that brought all the, the Bengali Vaishnavas together. So earlier, the same thing had happened in Vrindavan at the time of Rupa and Sanatan, who had brought all the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu together in Vrindavan um, and had brought out the Holy Dham by identifying holy places, following in the footsteps of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who himself had identified Radhakund and Shamakund. Uh, by one day going into the fields and jumping into these ponds and just uh, that were just in the fields and, and, and just being in great ecstasy and then revealing their nature as Radhakund and Shamakund. So the Goswamis expanded on Mahaprabhu's mission to reveal the Dham, uh, wrote the scriptures, uh, establishing his teachings on the base of revealed scripture and uh, and provided these places of worship so that gave the movement a shape and even up to the day of today the holy dams of vrindavan and mayapur and of course also jagannapuri because of chaitanya mahaprabhu's presence and and lord jagannath uh, who is krishna uh, these holy dams are uh, are still the hub of our movement, especially Mahayapur and Vrindavan. No? Everything. Uh, so we see that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this way established his movement. 
But prior to that, in South India, it was not yet like that. So on his journeys, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in South India, uh, we see externally established the movement by debating. And some of that is coming back in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And some of that is elaborated upon by our Acharyas. And, uh, and he showed the quantity of his love. And then that becomes gradually qualified. Um, when it's like, it's not the love of Lakshmi Narayan. It is the love of Radha and Krishna. Because the love of Lakshmi Narayan is mixed with awe and reverence. And that's not the same as, as the pure love of Vrindavan which is just based on, on full dedication without considering uh, Krishna's position as the Supreme Lord, without adding any formality to it, simply worship from the heart. And then uh, at the end of his tour of South India, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu discusses with Ramananda Roy, and there it is brought out further, and it brought out uh, the Love of Simata Radharani is the topmost. And then we get Ratiyatra, and we get soon after Lord Chaitanya returns. There is Snanyatra, there's Beda Beda Sankirtan pastimes, uh, Prem Sankirtan, ecstatic Sankirtan, and then followed by Ratiyatra. Uh, Ratiyatra, which is then the highlight of the Madhya Lila. It is the expression of, uh, of, of pure love of God. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, now in the mood of Srimata Radharani, pulling Lord Jagannath Krishna back to, back to Vrindavan. Uh, that, uh, this is Parakya, but now in a glory moment of, we have captured him and now we'll bring him back to Vrindavan. Now we will end this separation and now we will actually actually experience the loving exchanges with Krishna in in the setting where they belong in in Sri Vrindavan Dham where Krishna where everything is dedicated to to glorifying Krishna where every single element of the Dham is is dedicated for the pleasure of Krishna um, in, in, in the Gopal Champu, Jiva Goswami describes the, the love and the ecstasy that the Dham is experiencing. Oops. So uh, that is interesting how Vrindavan Dham is also described as experiencing great ecstasy. Anyway, that is, a, is another topic we can elaborate on some other time. Um, I'm going to uh, end today, but I will be back uh, with you tomorrow at the same time, uh, one o'clock, and I will uh, uh, carry on with these discussions based on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Ananta Kuti Vaishnava Vinda Ki Jai. Hare Krishna.